Blog Talk Radio. About that cruise medal, Sons of 1984. Sonsof1984.com is your place to find out about the September gigs. We're in downhill mode. Woo, a month away, cruise medal, the Runger Radio Birthday Bash 3. That's right. It's getting very exciting. I know people are starting to really talk up what they're going to wear. and I know I've been alternating between Todd and the Healing Album when I'm driving around in the car, so... I'm getting pumped. Getting close, getting close. All right, so tonight we don't have a guest. We chased a bunch. Bad timing. We got. We wanted to talk to Perry Prince about the Healing Album artwork. He is actually at My Record Fantasy Camp, as it's called, with Mickey Dolans. So Perry is participating in that function. If you don't know about it, Todd is going to be involved in that as well. MyRecordFantasyCamp.com. You can find out about it. We've got uh, some clips for you, though. We've got a little Todd Stock movie action for you. We've got the Beatles, Breakfast with the Beatles interview Todd did, hopefully. We're trying to work on that. And some other, you know, stuff up our sleeves. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I'm excited. I know I know what's up your sleeve, and I'm dying to hear it. <laughs> well, I'm having a little trouble. My laptop kind of freaked out on me, so I'm having to upload some stuff. So why don't we uh, crank up some announcements? and uh, go from there. Let, let me give you one that you don't know about yet, I bet, because I just got confirmation. Next week we'll have Bill Bricker and Michelle Rundgren on our show, and we may do a little bit of uh, promoting the folks that are involved in our scholarship efforts for My Record Fantasy Camp. We'll talk about that soon. And they're going to talk about the merch for the September tour, and they've got some really cool, exciting news. So we'll have them on to start the show next Tuesday night. Then, the following Tuesday night, we have Peter Ponzol, who his name is spelled wrong on the Todd album and many others he's been on. <laughs> Correct spelling is P-O-N-Z-O-L, not Z-E-L. He was the soprano sax player for the Todd album song, The Last Ride, which is arguably the best song on that CD. And he will be our guest. He's, was, uh, he's worked with Ralph Shuckett, John Siegler. He's worked with, um, who else did he tell me? Kevin Elman got a lot of history with some of the Utopians, so it should be fun. And he said he's got an excellent memory, too. That's right. So that'll be cool. Yeah. And that's going to be on the 17th. That's correct. Okay. Ooh. And then Give me some announcements, Cruiser Mail. Well, I just want to, I want to thank the nice folks out at Podfest West for passing the telephone around Saturday evening, Saturday afternoon when we had a special edition broadcast from there on Rungren Radio, and they all gave some great color commentary. I felt like I was there, so thanks, guys. Um, we'll definitely try to make it there in person someday. 
So I just wanted to thank everybody. Yeah, it was a fun show. I, wish, I do wish we could be there. We did send some stuff for them. They had a little fun uh, auction-type deal with fake money, but you know everybody was limited to a certain amount, so you couldn't bid on everything. And I saw a picture of Turkey Boy, who won one of our comic books. I sent one of those from this Todd Stock comic books. Oh, very good. Yeah, nice. we sent shirts and some hats, you know, posters, just trying to, you know, represent that we wanted to be there. I know we had um, Clayton call and some of them gave away some good stuff that they had in their collection. I'm sure it was a fun little auction, but it's like a big, I don't know, I, I think based on what I can tell from that event, it's a big tailgate. <laughs> Nothing wrong with tailgates. Nope. Got to no, like it. It looked like they were having a good time, and they have posted photos at toddfestwest.com, so go check it out. Just keep scrolling down, and uh, you can see the revelers and, in action. There you go. Aha, uh-huh. so Ed Victor wants to argue with me about the best songs on the Todd album. Don't You Ever Learn and Sons of 1984. I'll give him a split. Don't You Ever Learn is currently my favorite on that album, but no way Sons of 1984 beats Last Ride. No way. I'm, what do you say, I'm Cruiser silly. Man? I have, it, I have it so in my mind, in my head, how I think Todd and Jesse are going to do that song. Um, and if they don't, I may I may have to correct them because <laughs> I'm right on this. <laughs> <laughs> Like a duel, kind of little. You know, remember how Bobby and Jesse had a little duel last year? Yes. Well, I picture uh, two guitars just screaming at each other. Ah, very good, I guess. Very nice. We'll see what happens with that. Does my mind work? I think Todd, I mean, I haven't been following as well because there's no chance I'm going. But Todd's going to be, you know, in Australia. And I was given some other dates over there today. One of them I know is the lecture, but it looks like there's going to be three concerts over there. In Australia. I thought yeah. he was only performing on the third. Is he doing the first, second, and third? Uh, I don't think that's correct, but it's on our tour page. If you go to rungunradio.com, I posted the extra two. They're not on the websites of the venues yet, but I was told from the source for Todd Concert, so... I guess the word will be out soon. Looks like he's going to get to do three over there and then two, I believe, in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? And, and you've got the speaking gig, the One Movement conference listed on there too? Um, I don't have that. That's on the events page. Okay. How about that? <laughs> okay. Ooh, I just lost my computer. Ooh. Well, look, i got to get this thing going, this song and stuff, so you got to you got to give me some announcements. I'm going to take a little break, all right? Sure. All sure. right. Be right back. <clears throat> okay, guys, if you want to, if you want to know anything about Todd's tour dates, uh, of course, you can go to rungunradio.com and look at the events page and tour dates page, as well as you can go to TR Connection, Hot Toddies. There's all kinds of places to go and look. Um, but basically... Other than the gigs that are ours in the early part of September, which I know Doug wants to be in on that conversation, so we'll leave that till a little bit later. But on the 24th of September, he's going to be in Auckland, New Zealand, and on the 26th, Wellington, New Zealand. And you can find out information at stetsongroup.com. And then he's going to be in Australia Apparently sometime in October, and I had the dates wrong, apparently. If you want to find out information on that, 
you can go to www.bluesfestival.tv. And then he's also doing that speaking engagement while he's there in Australia. Then on the 11th of October until the 14th, he's doing, I think, four shows in Japan, several gigs. So, you know, if you really want to be a dedicated fan and go on tour with Todd, you better have your passport ready because he's going to be making the moves all during October. Um... I'm trying to avoid things that are about September. I don't know if you guys heard, but Todd's song, Bang the Drum, is now going to be on EA Sports Madden NFL 11 video game. Very cool. And he's in real good company there with some some hard rock people, some Kiss and Bush and Ozzy, Guns N' Roses, all of that. Make sure that if you haven't already, get out and buy your three-CD box set titled For Lack of Honest Work. It's really good. It's a fantastic uh, all-in-one-place grouping of some bootlegs from over the years. You can purchase that at ccmusic.com or deepdiscount.com. I think they've got it for a little bit of a better price. I've got... Uh, let's see, so a, ca- a chasm gig or two to announce. Uh, of course, he's going to be performing in Akron on the Sunday afternoon, September 5th. That's the that's the afternoon of the very first Todd and Healing show. It's going to be at the Akron City Center Hotel. Tickets are available at chasmstore.com. Get them now, get them early, because they're selling like hotcakes. He is also in hey, how much how much exactly how quickly do hot cakes sell? Depends on if you like hot cakes. Okay. Very good. A lot of Cast people like hot cakes. Oh. Yeah, he did that, that uh Beatles deal over in uh, Michigan. I don't know if a lot of people knew about that or wherever it was. Yeah, well we weren't supposed to talk about that, Doug. Well, it's over now, isn't it? <laughs> I know. Well Yeah, hey. a couple photos got out. Yep. Chasm was, uh, we know much about it. Can you educate? I don't know a whole lot. Um, I know that he performed in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which we are learning a lot about because it's near Muskegon. (laughs) And he performed with, it's called Classical Mystery Tour. And it's with their, I think with the Grand Rapids Symphony, with some symphony. And it was called Picnic Pops. So, and that was last weekend, a couple of nights, I believe. And then he also appeared at the RockCon, uh, the fan festival. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know how that went. I don't know anybody that went. Uh, I haven't seen. Oh, Stooky was there. Snooky. Stooky. <laughs> you got. You got to get them off your mind. That little Jersey show, whatever the hell. <laughs> Stooky, not Snooky. <laughs> From Naz. We're not doing a. Jersey Shore show. We've got a Rundgren show. Naz, you remember? It was in New Jersey, for God's sake. (laughs) All right. It's all good. (laughs) Uh, I've got to think of Saturday Night Live when you bring that up. But anyway. Okay. Well, (laughs) moving on. In October on the 23rd, he's going to be performing in Joplin, Missouri at a benefit that's going to be a nice charity for the Animal Adoption Resource Center. And if you want to get tickets for that or any information, it's at JoplinHumane.org. 
Org. Yes, org. Okay. Very good. Check it out. Check it out. And you said that that backstage access has not it's not been posted yet. But it's no. Not. Yeah, it's funny. We had the, the uh, interviewer Tom on last week, and it's not in his hands. It's up to his boss man. They got one from uh, Dream Theater up there now, but its access is A X X. ESS, Backstage Access. They've interviewed Todd. It's going to be a video. It's just not available yet. We're really eager to hear it because it's when Todd talks about the piano and his situation with this tour. But, um, well, what are you going to do? One day. We'll let you know. Okay. Keep the loop. And that's the end of all of my announcements that have nothing to do with September. Well. You ready to move on to September or do you want to play something? Well. I'm not ready to play anything just yet. I would uh, like to talk a little bit about September. Yay! My favorite topic. Let's hear it. Well, you want to start with the birthday bash, since that'll be the, the official first night of that whole deal? <laughs> Let's do this. Let's do our usual mean thing and tease people a little bit. We are not allowed to say certain things because we can't, but we are privy to information on occasion because the September gigs are being promoted by Rungan Radio, which is yours truly, Cruiser Mail and Doug, and everyone who supports the show, of course, is part of Rungan Radio as well. Let me just tell you, I never thought it would happen. A lot of people said they didn't think it would either. A. Watts is going to look like, I don't want to criticize A. Watts because it was awesome, so I can't really say it's trying to see how I could say it where I'm it's just it look like a high school production no I would say a watch was a good round of golf this one is going to be good enough to win the US Open Ooh, yes it's going to top it folks two albums for starters but some of the stuff Todd is doing with this deal and some of the stuff we're hearing which, you know, may not even come to fruition. Another reason why we don't want to talk about it too much. But uh, some of the stuff is just, you're going to be blown away. Believe me on that one. I, I, I can back it up. I've heard it myself. Write it down. You're going to be shocked when you walk in the room. More than you were with the astronaut suit. <laughs> you're going to be like, what? Awesome. All right, so... Well, that's all we're going to tell you on that. We're going to tease you and try to get you to go, but we already know all of you are going, so we're not saying it to try to sell you tickets. You already got them. But believe me, it's going to be something else. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. <laughs> all right, so Cruiser Mail. Before we get into some September some more, I finally got some stuff uploaded. I still got to do that, that uh, Beatles deal. But right. All right, so this is the small world story I got for you. I'm talking to my buddy Britt today over here in Birmingham. It's one of my running buddies over here I play golf with and been friends with for a long time, him and his wife. You know, we hang out and all that good stuff. So he has this neighbor kid. I I don't I think he's still a teenager, I'm gonna guess. I may be wrong. But he has had a rough childhood, let's say. You know, like a he could be in a sitcom because he's uh you know, been addicted, that kind of thing. So anyway, like Wait, a lot wait, of- wait. <laughs> Explain why you think that deserves to be in a sitcom. <laughs> well, you think about all these shows, Intervention. Those aren't uh, sitcoms. 
Well, all all shows now reality TV. How about that? Just <laughs> a way what? better description than a sitcom. <laughs> well, maybe he could be on Seinfeld. Oh, anyway, the, my point is, he could be on TV with one of these stories. But we've seen a lot of them. You know, these kids have rough times. They get out of it, and then they express themselves in artistic forms. So in this case, much like Eminem, he has decided to rap. His is called, I believe it's Lyrical Rap. Lyrical Rap, excellent. Yes, he is a uh, a white boy. And why does that matter? Why does anybody care? Why am I telling this story? Because Brett picks up the phone to call me to tell me that he's listening to this guy's CD, he gave him one, this is his neighbor, and he hears Todd on there. Todd on a rap album. Yeah, well, you know, Todd gets mixed in a lot of stuff. That's what kind of got the A-Watch talk going. The, uh, yeah, that's true. What were those bands called? Um, Chipboard or something? I don't know. I don't um, remember. Anyway, there were some pretty popular bands over in Europe, you know, that were mixing them in, that kind of thing. So anyway, I got this song because I wanted to play it. I wanted to hear it, see what it was like. It's not going to be like Todd. It's got Todd in it. And I think he recorded this, you know, like in a home studio or something, so it may not be, you know... Uh, Eminem quality as far as this production goes, but we'll let you judge if you like the song or not. So why don't we play it? What do you say? You want to hear it? I am really, really excited. I want to hear this because I, I happen to like a little rap. So well, it's kind of it's not like your I don't know if it's called your typical rap. I'm not really sure the differences or whatnot, but it's lyrical rap. So it's kind of poetry. I guess that's what rap is. Hell, I'm trying to talk too much. I don't know anything about this mess. It's a song. Here it goes. Check it out. This is from Mindless, he calls himself, with a Y instead of an I. And the song is called What If, and it'll start with a little Todd action. If any of Todd's lawyers or Eric or anybody's listening, uh, yeah, he's he's taking care of all the ASCAP fees and everything, so get off him. Here we go. <laughs> okay, it might help if I pick the right song. <laughs> no, I swear to God, I heard that song earlier. All right, wrong song. Damn it. I'm having a rough day, y'all. My computer got all wigged out. It was, that a, me down. was that another song off the same album, or what was that? Uh, that was a different song. i got to go find the right song. I think the right song is actually called... Well, hell, I know it's the right song. All right, let's play something else so I can figure this out. Because I know it starts off with, hello, it's me, not that. All right, so we're going to play for you now about a five- to seven-minute clip. This is from the Todd Stock movie. It's been changed, I believe. I'm sure parts of this are in there. It may not be in this exact order, and I did have to edit some stuff out to get some music out and stuff. But this is what Ed Victor and Bill Chapman played at the uh, party last year in Akron, Ohio. Yeah. This is the mostly the talk part. So we're going to get that going. All right, Brett says it's song number 10, but that is what I, that's what I uploaded. I know I did, which is called What If. Anyway, I'm going to figure this out, and before I do that, you're going to get to listen to this clip. This is Todd Stock stuff. So here we go. Check it out. Listen close. Enjoy. We'll talk about the movie on the flip side. Here we go. Well, didn't you build that, your dream house, sort of thinking about throwing big parties? Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be a party house, but it's a lot of things coming together at once. Well, it's the house being finished, 
it's turning 60, it's uh, completing a new record and hopefully uh, re-exciting everybody and, you know, energizing the world uh, since we're going to have to make a lot of money to pay for the house. <laughs> so we thought it'd be a good idea. I thought it'd be a good idea. You think it's a terrible idea. But I think it'd be a good idea just to do kind of what we did when I turned 50, but more organized um, with that, uh, with a little more attention to the stuff that um, we didn't exactly get right the first time. <laughs> Now you want to plan to have everybody kind of stay in our little Rundgren village and have activities in the day and something happening at night? There's really no way to properly organize this. We're just going to have to let it be what it is. And if people can get themselves here and if they can uh, contribute to the uh, food fund, <laughs> also, everybody sort of thought that this inviting the fans was my idea because it totally sounds like something crazy I would do. But it really was your idea. Yeah, and something I crazy could, I would do. I couldn't believe that you were going to go there. Um, yeah, there was uh, always a bit of apprehension when you don't, when you have such a large unknown as personalities that you haven't spent much time with or are not familiar with. But um, I got to. 60, and I'm still an artist because of those people, you know, particularly the more devoted of them, who have been since I started making it, some of them. So I figured you have to, have to put your trust in them a little bit more. And uh, they'll actually make the event. Yeah, it did, but it actually, you know, I think is the only way that we can pull it off. We didn't have money to hire, you know, a whole crew of people to do all of the stuff that needed to be done to prepare for two to three hundred campers. Oh, God! <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he just kind of 
him and looked a little bit kind of dazed. You actually made him, you know, some Alfredo. The look on his face was like, oh my God, Todd just cooked me a homemade meal. <laughs> that was pretty funny. This is another bar that we're doing. It's a fish bowl brain tea. I'm crumping it off. We're going to have Julia Garth do this. Hawaiian style. And uh, you have it. Thank you. Of a uh, Hawaiian bar in a reminiscent uh, Todd's pride from the Noah's. Well done, gentlemen. We are grand opening tonight. Uh, by the way, this is an Iolani bar, Chill bumps were just starting up again there. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I, it, interesting, it did come up in the uh, chat room that, you know, we I, 
I was one said, listen to those cheers. And Ed was like, there better not be any cheering during the movie. You might miss something. Are we going to have to run it twice? <laughs> uh, well, that's the purpose of buying the DVD. That's true. That's true. There you go. Going to be crying the whole time. Oh, it's going to be fabulous. It'll be a good time. Muskegon, Michigan, September the 7th, world premiere. Todd and Michelle in attendance. Got to love that. Buy your tickets for the movie by getting information at sonsof1984.com. All right, got to update on this rap song. Okay. It's actually called What's Gone is Gone. That's how I got it wrong. <laughs> I mean, let's start over. That's why it's, it's what it's called is What's Gone is Gone. Okay. I got it wrong because I uploaded the wrong song. So I'm working on the correct one, and my computer is like completely weird today. It's messed me up even on the Beatles deal thing. So we're going to try. We're going to try to get some stuff for you all tonight. If anybody wants to call in and tell us a little bit about what you think about Todd and Healing, we will take your call. How about that? Yeah. So well, why don't we, while this is uploading. We can play those, those two clips that we were talking about. Uh, it's a little long. Okay. I do want to do that, though. Let's do, uh, let's do something fun. Take a little break. We'll be right back in about two minutes.
Oh, the next outfit that came out was a little wild. That would be the Zen Archer outfit. Yo, craziness. All right, so we've got a debate going in the chat room. I'm kind of, kind of digging it. Do or does Ed bring a copy of the DVD to sell in Akron of the Tostock movie, or does he wait it out wait until it out. we're in the season so that we get to see it first? Wait it out. But it's okay if he wants to take orders. That would be a good idea. You don't want to give up the opportunity in Akron to have some uh, order slips or something. You know what, though? If he gave us one in Akron, I guess people could watch it on the bus. That would be on the Golden Goose. But I, it's still not like seeing it in a movie theater. No. And it's still not like seeing it with Todd, but, yeah, I'm with it. I'm, I'm, I'm all for waiting. But they should definitely take pre-orders. Have a little... Uh, sheet <laughs> that doesn't sound good does it have a little sheet out there to take to take early orders yeah have some sheets <laughs> have some can fires. we start this show all over again and do a do-over we really need to this is the computer's all acting whack we got nothing going on we've already played our killer Todd stock clip which was you know Probably hard to hear because everybody was talking in the background at the party. Actually, you know, when that, that movie clip showed, everybody was pretty quiet Until for once during that party. All right, yeah. so I got this rap song uploaded. Again, mindless with a Y. What's gone is gone is the song. This kid's from Birmingham. He's young. He's got some rap going for him, and he happened to pick Todd. I don't know how. I need to, I need to meet him and ask him, how in the hell did he pick Todd? What's the deal? Of course, this is Hello, It's Me, so it is on the radio, so it has a lot to do with it, I'm sure. But I'm going to definitely make sure he gets a little No World Order and The Individualist. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he'll dig that. All right, so uh, here we go. Let's give it a try. Okay, mindless. Hello. Baby girl, it's me again I've been thinking about you so long and hard And I just can't seem to deal with my feelings about you Like I should be able to Cause I just can't make myself forget about you and me And all those other things that made it us so unique And everything that kept you so intriguing over the years Like every time when I looked into your eyes I just couldn't blink I damn sure couldn't think about anything else How you tasted so sweet on my lips Passion burning so intense Remember that ocean villa in the islands? I never wanted that to end. You're the only girl that I never had to pretend with. The only one that I really let inside my mind. And to my surprise, never tried to play games with me or make my mind more twisted than it is. on and gone for good I never really understood how good that I had it you're the only one really worth the ice and all those rings that I surprised you with the only person that kept all the secrets I confided in you with 
Kept me dumbstruck with every touch and whisper And gave me the forgiveness for all the stupid things I did to you When you should have dropped me for someone more true to you But you didn't Stuck it out through the good and bad And gave me all your love and trust Every time I crushed it If I could take it back I'd give my life for your good Never to make you cry again Never to lie to you again Give up everything in the world To see you smile again To see you in that pink dress again With our lips pressed together again Just one more touch, laugh, or whisper in my ear again I think that's it. I guess. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Hello. All we need to know now is how this kid heard of Todd Rundgren. He's a big fan. Britt just texted me. Said the guy's a big Todd fan. Oh, wow. There you go. Now you know. Hey, Mindless, you should try to figure out a way to come to one of these shows this September. There you go. Get Britt to give him a little flight out there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Chris Williams had a good idea. Said we should hook him up a little... Uh, one of those no world orders, you know, that you can play around with on the uh, Phillips disc. See what he comes up with. Uh, like where you take all the, the words out or whatever, and he could. Like, well, you mix it up, you know. Yeah. I don't know that you can sing. Could you sing on that thing? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't have one. I've got one, but I don't have the Phillips player. You know, it's kind of like these days, like having an Atari. Yeah. For video games. Um, okay. Anyway. All right. So that was fun. We got the rap going. We got the Todd stock. So now we got one other thing we're going to play later on, but i got to get it uploaded if I can get this computer to act right. And that is the Breakfast with the Beatles, which Todd did um, while he was in California for the Hollywood Bowl celebration deal for the Beatles. So we'll get that going. Right. By the way, Cruz Mel, I know we've talked about it, but people might not know I got to go see Paul McCartney last week. And what what was your what was your thinking? Did you like it? I thought it was fantastic. The guy did like 41 songs. It was unbelievable. They were all ones, if I didn't know them, they were good. The ones I didn't know, I really liked some of the newer stuff, I guess, of his. And, um, you know, that's their thing. The Beatles were easy. You could, their songs were catchy. So um, he did some Lennon. He did some Harrison. He did some Beatles. He did Paul McCartney. He did Wings. Good stuff. And one thing that... Uh, Wait, did you say he actually did some of, like, George Harrison stuff? Yeah. Oh, wow. Had them, they had these really big screen in the back where they had um, a lot of photos of those guys, too. And I actually took a bunch with um, my buddy Romano's camera. I'm going to try to get those on Facebook at some point. But one of the interesting things was I'm up there looking, and um, you see Todd Rundgren on this screen. Before the show starts, he had these um, vertical banners really big on both sides of the stage. And... They had bunches of pictures from those days back then, and uh, I guess they scooted up a little bit. Maybe it was, I don't know if it was a NAS picture or not. It's a picture that apparently Linda McCartney took. Hmm. How about that? So EJ has it on her uh, website, on Todd the Todd biography page on EJ's Hot Toddy site. You can see it. You'll know which one I'm talking about. But, yeah, it's in his show. So if you go see him, he's going to be in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh sometime soon. Be on the lookout. It's on the left side if you're looking stage. <laughs> Is it sort of flash by or? Yeah, it was up there about ten seconds or so at least. I just didn't wasn't prepared, so I didn't have the camera, you know, to 
to knock it out. Okay. Know what I mean? Cool. I'm glad you had a good time. I'm sorry that uh, your friend did not get his base signed by Mr. McCartney. Yeah, that was kind of a mission of uh, <laughs> Bono's, but, you know, that was kind of like wishful thinking anyway. But apparently in Nashville, somebody snuck in with a guitar, and McCartney told him to come up stage, and he signed it. How about that? There's also a picture of a girl who has a tattoo on her back of something Beatleish, and Paul signed it. And uh, our guess is that he's gonna, you know, she's gonna go have that tattoo. Kind of like Jill Mingo did. And multiple. Uh, yeah. Her. Except you know it'll really be his autograph and just have it permanently put in, I guess. What do you think I about think, that? I think Todd did permanently autograph Jill's lady part up top. And she had that tattooed over. Uh huh. I think so. Really. Yeah, that's the real deal. Okay, I just got an email that we have somebody from England email me, tell me they bought tickets to Akron and Muskegon. How about that? Today? Yeah. Good. That's exciting. I love when we have people coming over from all over the place. Always fun. So actually, he had. It's the same guy. He emailed me, and he, for some reason, I don't want. I'm not going to say his name because it might embarrass him. He thought it was in August. So I'm like, uh, no, not in August. But I told him when, and I suggested the first two shows, and that is what he has picked. And I would do the same for you if there's only a couple you can make. Good choice. Good choice. Yes, yes. If you're going to come all the way over there, you might as well hit two parties, right? I would. I would. Yep. And did you tell him about the bus? Oh, yeah. I told him he could come to Akron, flying to CAK. And then fly out. I don't know if I told him where to fly out of. But anyway, I, I told him to definitely could take the bus from Akron to Muskegon. So our girl Mingo may be getting a email from him soon. That may yeah. be what he's emailed me about, but I can't read it because I'm talking on here trying to still find some music or this well, Beatles thing. Everyone needs to know about the, the Golden Goose bus, so I will announce it here. If he's Please listening, do. he can write it down. In order to find out information and get yourself signed up on the Golden Goose bus, take down this email, mingogo69, that's M-I-N-G-O-G-O-6-9 at hotmail.com, and Jill will get you all filled in on, on all the details, how much it's going to cost if you're just going to do the one leg or if you're going to do the whole tour on the bus. And she'll she'll just tell you everything, and she's a blast, and she's over there in, in Scotland. So to this gentleman that's in the U.K., you may actually know Jill. I don't know. She she um, she has a website, too, doesn't she? Some kind of PayPal. Maybe her online. we got a she's secret got a number. Blog. could be international. Uh, who's with us calling from a private or international number? Hello? Hello? They gave up. Somebody called in, raise their hand, speak to me. Hello? Hello? Yeah, you. I'm, I'm from the international land of Los Angeles, California. <laughs> hey, man, what's happening? That's why I was confused. Uh, everything's fine. I'm getting excited. Show's coming up. Well, hey, before you get into that, what's up with your phone number, man? You got like a private line? Are you too important or what? Oh, uh, right. no, no, not at all. I'm calling. I'm, I'm at work. I'm calling on my work line, and it's... It's got all kinds of wacky things on it, I guess. That's why you're not seeing it as just an 818 number. Gotcha. 
Although typically LA, you man, see it. I was going to say typically you see it as an 818 number, but uh, this time you didn't. No, that's all right. So what's happening, man? Well, I just wanted to make two quick points and uh, get out of the way since you seem to have some loose time here. Uh, number one, uh, number one, when Todd goes to New Zealand and Australia, he's going to be hanging out with that so-called pacemaker Nick Harcourt at okay. one of those events. Todd uh, definitely needs to uh, to uh, smile at Mr. Harcourt and shake his hand firmly. He used to be the music director of the best music station in all of Los Angeles, KCRW, which is an NPR station. Anybody in L.A. would know it. They play fantastic music, and they have they have also have in-studio uh, performances. Uh, among the people they've had recently are Broken Bells. I don't know if, if everybody here knows who Broken Bells are, but Broken Bells is one of the guys from Nas Barkley and James from The Shins. Anyway, Graham Rabbit, Hot Hot Heat, Everest, a lot of cool bands perform there. Todd doesn't have to perform unless he would choose to, but he should be a guest on The Morning Becomes Eclectic Show. Nick used to be the music director of the station. He's no longer the music director, but I'm sure he's still, he still, he has a show on the weekends, and I'm sure he still swings heavy bat over there in it. It would be a great place to hear Todd speak and even play a little bit if Todd was in the mood to play a little bit. Yeah. Well, well, he's, it's amazing because Todd has uh, – by the way, people are going crazy in the chat room because we're talking to you and you haven't introduced yourself. But you know, Oh, I mean, Bob from Los Angeles. Yeah, Bob calls in. I mean, Bob, you, were, you called in when we had the uh, the guy from my record fantasy camp. Was it that call? Was it that show? You're right. Was, you got a good memory. That's correct. David Chow, one of the two, yeah. So Bob from L.A., you know, Todd has got – these um Japan, New Zealand, Australia. He's already been to Australia once for the you know, which was the first time he's performed live over there live over there for that Rogues Gallery deal, which was a uh, not because of Todd. Todd did a good job, but overall it was a big bust. Um so this will be good. He's gonna go over there. It's gonna be Todd Runger Johnson in case you are wondering. And you know, it's cool, man. He's staying busy. He's got uh, four gigs in Japan. Looks like three in Australia plus a talk lecture type deal and then two New Zealand gigs and who knows what else they may pick up down there. Well, I just hope that when he when he swings out to LA, you know, in the future that he uh, stops by KCRW because that's in my opinion that's a better place to advertise and it's it's NPR it would be free obviously. He could just go in there and be a guest um then then KLOS um which is kind of the you know, ancient rock music station that I can't listen to for more than 20 minutes, <laughs> but uh, just because I'm I'm sick of hearing you know uh, uh, stairway to heaven for the 150 trillionth time. I've, I've had you know I've had it with the 10 with the 20 most popular um, classic rock songs. But uh, anyway, he should be on KCRW. The other point I wanted to make real quick before I go was uh, in the future. Also, uh, I'd like to make a suggestion for what Todd would do next. I'd love to see him kind of like Todd kills. Todd kills Broadway. Since we know he loves Broadway and has done a bunch of Broadway songs, you know, obviously he could include the songs we already know, Lord Chancellor and and Never Never Land, and uh, even though that's from a movie also, but he could he could do a lot of stuff like that, and I think people would really find that very interesting. Take on some Broadway type songs that he's never done before. Yeah. Just a thought. I'd love to see him do that. Since since we don't know exactly what he's going to do after after Johnson and after this tour. Um, he's very comfortable with Broadway music. It's what he grew up on. So I'd love to see what he would choose 
and I think he'd knock some of those songs out of the damn park. Uh, yeah, Second Wind's got some good stuff on. You know, though, he had there was a time, and I don't, I don't know which interview I can't remember, but I hear it like five times a day when I talk to EJ. Todd had mentioned that was going to be something he was going to do, uh, some type of musical or a play. But I think he said it like once, but she caught it and ran with it. This was recently. So you never know. You may be onto something there. And um, you know, I was thinking, uh, I know a lot of people like it too when he uh, produces albums, so I'll let you know a little skinny. I don't even know if this is out yet. But um, we had uh, got some information that the New York Dolls are going to be recording a new album in October, and Todd's not going to be producing it, I don't think, obviously, because Todd's going to be busy. But if you're a New York Dolls fan, you're going to get a new album soon. Well, that'll be fun. We love the New York Dolls. Do you? Oh yeah, they're they're that New Year. Well, the first album is is uh, that Todd produced. The personality, you know, first album with Personality Crisis is, is a a classic. Almost in spite of itself, as because of itself, almost in spite of their talent. But uh, Todd knocked it out of the park. That is just a fun album to listen to forty years later. Sure. So. Anyway, I'll get off the line, but I'd I'd love to see Todd. I, I know he did, of course, up against it, and and he's been on he's worked on Broadway. But I'd like to see him do not so much a play or a musical, but different songs from different shows. Whatever he would want to do that he feels would would fit with Broadway. Um, there's so much he could choose from, and he's pretty damn knowledgeable about Broadway music. It it seems like he'd be very comfortable with it. Yeah. Thanks for your time, guys. Looking forward to meeting you. Um, I was in Ventura, and I, I didn't meet you, but I'm looking forward to meeting you uh, in Akron. How in the hell did you not meet us in Ventura, man? There weren't but ten people there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was the 11th. <laughs> you must be one of those up in the balcony hiding, you know. Uh, we, were, we were walking around, but we'll definitely we'll have plenty of time, I guess, to meet you in Akron. I'm really looking forward to it. All right, so let me just say this since you're in L.A., because we give the West Coast hell a lot. L.A. did great. The L.A. AWATS was good. We had a great crowd. I mean, we didn't fill it out, but, you know, we weren't expecting it. It was for for the gigs that we did, that was a um, – I think that was probably the third biggest in the United States, maybe the fourth. And it was um, – what a fantastic venue, nice people, and I loved it. That was that was one of my top shows. I loved L.A. Ventura. I love LA. Yeah, it was fun. That was a great one. I like the Ventura town, but, man, the turnout just wasn't there. Yeah, I was disappointed in the turnout. When, when you live in Los Angeles and – uh, the funny thing about L.A. is it's so damn large. Uh, even though I live actually in the city limits of Los Angeles, it was as convenient for me to go to the Ventura show, and I've been to the Ventura before, so I was familiar with the hall, but I, I guess I missed a really good time at the Orpheum, not to mention it's a beautiful theater. Yeah, the Orpheum, it was two different. Well, the, we were experimenting kind of with the um, with the one in Ventura because it was the only one we did where you could stand up at the front of the stage. And you could still sit down. I mean, you remember the setup, but uh, it was the only one we really had where you could, you know, like you were at a club kind of feel, and you could lean up against the stage, stand up, walk around, do what you wanted to do. But uh, one thing that was cool about it, it was like a who's who there. We had uh, Carson was there from NAS. We had uh, Elvira, Cassandra oh. Peterson was there. Yeah, we had Elliot Easton was there. Elliot Easton, yeah, from uh, the Cars. It was a, a pretty cool little situation. Well, I didn't see any of those people, but I sure had a lot of... Uh, good time at the show. One more thing, since you let me have this more much time before I go, I'm I'm still pissed off about whoever makes negative comments about Michelle's costumes. I love Todd's um, costume for like Zen Archer. I thought the costumes were great all the way through the show, and anything that made them less than 
perfect. It's like, dude, they accomplished the purpose. It may not have been something that was knocked out at, at some million dollars, you know, where they had a zillion dollar budget, but the right. costumes were very, very effective. And anybody who carped about them, I'm like, get a life, for God's sake. I hear you and, on that one. Well, the thing about shows, and there's a lot of people have been a lot more than I have. If you're used to going, you know that everything's not going to be, you know, it's not it's not going to be perfect. It's not like he's going to go to some big stylist and get the, you know, perfect sewing job done a year in advance, you know, like it's some kind of, you know, runway in New York or whatever. It's a concert, for crying out loud. I love the costumes. They were they told a story. It was a lot of fun. And we're definitely going to get some more for this next tour. And I think it's going to be a little different mix-up. You know, I don't know that Todd's going to change as much as other folks, but it's going to be... You know, another production, and you were talking about Todd doing, you know, Broadway musicals type stuff. That's kind of the way these shows seem to go. Could be a lot in that line. Which one are you going to, by the way? I forgot what you told me. I'm going to, I'm going to the first one. I'm going to Akron. We're coming in Friday night. We're going to go to the Rock and Roll Hall Museum, and we're going to get pissed off because Todd isn't going to be properly represented there. Then we're going to come to your party. We're just going to have a great time. Hopefully go to Chrissy's restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did that last year. You know that... uh Todd, I guess that display is still in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, there good, is a, I hope it is. He should be in the damn hall, like, permanently, not temporarily. Yeah, I'm with you on that's a whole other story. But there was a display last year. I don't know how long they kept it up or keep it up. I guess at least a year. It should still be in there. It's really nice. And, uh, well, good. We'll get to meet you at the party, man. The party's going to be big time. Thanks a lot. Looking forward to it. You guys take care. All right, man. We'll see. And bye, yeah. Mel. Sorry I didn't get to talk to you, but, Mel, you don't get to talk enough, and we love you. That's all right. Y'all have a little conversation. I'm good with it. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. You just chime anytime you want, Crazy Mel. <laughs> Sometimes it's difficult. <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, you know, I, I'm glad that you were talking tonight so I could try to upload this stuff. All right, so we got uh, – that's Bob from L.A. He's called in several times. I like his voice, man. He'd be a good uh, DJ. It was tr- It was tricky there at first. I thought it was Ed on a weird connection. No, 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 no. A little bit. We'll be fun meeting him on Saturday. And and there's some people going to the hall on Friday, I think. Um, or at least they're talking about going to rock and roll sometime that weekend, which I would suggest you do if you're around. But the um, the uh, party is, we still got the sign-up page. It's mysignup.com slash rrbash with the number three. Please sign up so we'll have an idea how many people are coming. We're getting ready to order, you know, whatever we're going to have for you, like tickets, laminates, wristband, whatever we decide on, and we're only going to order so many, and it's going to be based on that sign-up sheet. So if you're not on that sign-up sheet, you're not going to get one. No, I'm just kidding. You you might not if you run out and you're there late because uh, we don't want to we don't want to leave anybody out. But, you know, if we have, you know, 400 people on that list and 800 show up or whatever, there's nothing we can do to help you out. Right. And while we're talking about the bash, we are going to encourage people to bring their talents and get up on the stage and perform. And we'll do like a, a sign-up sheet so that you don't just have to hang out there right by the edge of the stage waiting for your turn. You'll you'll kind of have an idea of who you're going to go after. So yeah. Hey, uh, we got we got some callers. We got probably Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie. We'll talk to you in a minute, of course. Eight one six. I'm not sure who that is yet. Two oh five is probably mindless. So we'll definitely talk to him. Um, here in a minute. Let's see, but I got to go in order to be nice. So we will start with. Oh, now we got eight four five as well. 
So let's go. It's funny. If we don't have anything going, we get lots of callers. That's kind of, maybe we should do that more often instead of having guests and nobody wants to call. <laughs> Here we go. 817. Is this Stephanie? Yes. Hey, baby. Hey. Actually, I was calling to, the, to tell Mel happy belated birthday because I didn't get to see you because my grandson had surgery. I was planning on going. And I was calling, and I know I called in late last week, but I was definitely wanting you to go see Paul McCartney. I was I was going to tell you, if you're if you're not going, I mean, I'll pay your way to go. I really Damn, I should have got a hold of you before I went and bought a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we went, and it was it was so great. He played out uh, at the new Cowboy Stadium, right? Right. Uh, wow. Sell it out? What, what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was packed. This place um, was no. impacted. I'm so glad you got to go, and and Mel, I'm so glad you got to have fun. And I was so mad and jealous, but I mean, my my grandkids, oh, believe it or not, they come before Todd. <laughs> not much else does. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you slide. Yeah, we'll let you slide this time. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I'm I'm so ha- I got you a little sub. You're gonna gonna have to wait till September now, but oh, I, okay. I can't wait. I'm I'm so excited. I, I can't wait, and I'm telling everybody. I I know I don't know who that was. It called in and said nobody knows. I was like, what? Nobody knows that Todd's doing this. I mean, I I haven't heard of anybody not knowing. Oh, there's people that don't know. Uh, well, I, I've we're trying it. to find them. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm. This is what I want to do with you at the party. I want you to. Come see me. I'm going to put you on stage and go, hey, everybody, this is Stephanie that calls into the show. So that next time when you call in, everybody go, I know her. She was Todd Stock. I remember her. <laughs> Are you too shy to do that for me? Oh, no, I'm not shy. Or do you Perfect. want to get up and sing? Or, or Oh, no, no, I, I don't want to sing. No. Okay. <laughs> you want to bang on the drum all day? Oh, I've done that. Okay. I've, definitely, I've definitely done that. I thought I might send that picture in, as a matter of fact. I, I got a, a good, funny Todd. It was in Austin. Pippi might have seen it. I don't know. She might have been too young, but it was a long time ago. And Todd, all the guys were wearing cut-off jeans, real short. And uh, Todd had a, a big plaster Paris cowboy hat on. It was so funny. It was about half the size of the stage. He could barely keep it on. Actually, it did fly, finally fall off and busted all over the stage. But I'm trying to find it to send in because I know not too many people have seen that picture. It's hilarious. That would be great. Was that at yeah. the, um, the Armadillo? Yeah, in Austin. Armadillo in my trousers. <laughs> yeah. I was in the river after that show just oh, laying yeah. there thinking, oh, I could have watched that forever. Okay, I'm out of here so some other people can talk. We Love got a line of Stephanie. Thanks for calling so in. Maybe we'll see y'all on Friday. Y'all know y'all as popular as Todd is almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Seriously. Uh, I mean, yeah, y'all, y'all sure. got it together. Y'all keep it together for us. And, and I love you for it. it. I know everybody does. I'm speaking for everybody. Yeah. Well. I love you guys. Bye-bye. All right, see you, Steph. That's Bye. funny. That's funny, though, Chris. Because, you know, I've been around when Todd's around. You know, some other people, and uh, we don't get any attention. Right. You know what I mean? We're not. We're not even close. It's not even funny. <laughs> it's like, see that's y'all. What again? Yeah, yes, that's cool though. That's what it ought to be. He's the man. Yeah. We're just a couple of fans doing a bunch of crazy shit for some reason. All right, so let's. Why don't we um, have another? 
entertaining call because it's an entertainer, and Stephanie's always entertaining. Let's see if this is uh, mindless. Is this mindless, 205, or is somebody else from Alabama? Yeah, man, what's up? This is mindless. How y'all doing? What's happening? Hey. Not much, man. I just wanted to tell y'all that uh, I appreciate y'all putting me on the, the radio and or you know web show, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know that's a that's a great song that I I really enjoyed doing to Todd's work and you know it's uh it sounded good on there, man. I appreciate y'all putting me on. Well, man, we're glad we got to do it. You like uh, so you um why did you pick that song? I mean, you're a Todd fan. You found that one on the radio. You got to like the album. Why, why did you well, pick that one? That's a song that I've always liked. And uh, I actually found a beat that somebody had made to mm -hmm. that song that had already cut out all the words except, you know, Hello, It's Me, you know, that, that chorus part. Yeah. And I was sitting around late one night, uh, had the beat playing over and over, and uh, I just, you know, really felt something for that beat and just, you know, started writing, and that's what came out. I like it. I like it. Well, so how old are you? I'm 25, actually. So you kind of got me just a little bit. Well, I saw, you know, I go over to Brits, I see these these kids run around over there in his neighborhood, so I thought maybe you're one of those kids. One has the the dog right there. I saw today, like he was about 16, maybe. Nah, man, that's not me. I'm the one next door. All right, 25. So, are you got like a MySpace page, or how do you promote yourself? Yeah, man. Um, MySpace.com/slash/the-mindless-one. T-H-E-M-Y-N-D-L-I-S-S-O-N-E. -S 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 oh, lot less is L-I-S-S, -S, not L-E-S-S. -S. All right. Yeah, M Y N D L I S S. Okay, I didn't that part right. Very cool. Yeah, it, very cool. It, it doesn't have a whole bunch of stuff on there. It's just got a bunch of songs. You know, doesn't even really have my picture on there yet. Um, I just stuck a whole bunch of songs on there, and you know, let everybody hear what they want to hear. Was it? Uh, how, how's how's it going? I mean, you know, you get a lot of feedback on MySpace. I mean, it's so saturated now. I mean, you got to be you good. Know, I just feedback. put that page up not too long ago, to be honest. Mm. Well, man, I'll give you a tip. Facebook's where it's at nowadays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. I mean, you can promote on MySpace music. A lot of people are doing it, though. It got so saturated. But Facebook is where a lot of people are heading out. But, yeah, uh, I never really used MySpace much, and I just put that page up, you know, to, to upload the music because you can't really upload music on, on Facebook. It's the only reason I hadn't gone that route. Are you are you from Alabama originally? Yeah, yeah, born and raised. Well, I, man, I mean, you got to... Uh, a rough lifestyle for being from Alabama. <laughs> what the hell? I don't oh, know. Man, I know anybody that's been through the stuff that sounds like you might have been through. It's been a, it's been a rough couple of years. Stuff. Do I? How'd you get mixed up in all that trouble back in hey, the day? Man, I mean, you know, not now. You know, man, I've, I've grown out of it, of course. But, you know, uh, take a... a wrong couple turns in life and you know you end up in the wrong part of town and uh it takes a little while to get back on top but once you get back on top you know you just got to stay there i hear you very good very good well keep chasing so, that dream for sure well thank you thank you very much yeah don't get mixed up in that stuff anymore Nah, man i'm, I'm done that's all behind me like i said man once you're on top you just got to stay there all right man well good luck on climbing that ladder brother well, I appreciate it. I appreciate y'all putting me on. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. All right. Have a good All right. one, y'all. Peace out. Thanks. All right. There we go. That's mindless. Mindless. Mindless, I guess it would be the proper way to say it. What do you think, Cruiser Mel? I'm glad he called in so we could get the get the scoop on the... 25. I mean, I've never met him, so I'm not, I wasn't insulting by saying he was a teenager. I didn't know. Britt just kept saying he was young, which is very young. <laughs> 
compared to the people listening to this show compared to me. So uh, 25 is all good. I remember when I was 25, kind of. But, yeah, that's when you're really trying to figure out what the hell you're going to do with your life when you're 25. Oh, to be there again. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, really, that's when uh, that's when I got married. That's when I got my first job that I really liked, kept for a long time. When you lost your virginity, yeah. Uh, no, I was thirty-five. <laughs> <laughs> huh? I kid. I'm kidding. Kid, I kid. All right, so I think we still got some callers. We lost a few. I guess they didn't want to hang with us. I never did get an answer who this is, so I'm not gonna be able to go. Hey, what's up, so and so? So I'm just going to have to go, what's up, 816? Hello? That's got to be Corky. No, no, this is Chris Williams. Chris. Chris, Chris, Chris all the same. Not really. But hey, what's <laughs> happening? Same blood, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, different guys. Anyway, <laughs> uh, about uh, Todd and his love of uh, Broadway, just a yeah. suggestion. He could do, he loves Gilbert and Sullivan, and it has the massive advantage of being completely out of copyright which means that he could record it, not have to pay any uh, any percentage for, uh, um, you know, any percentage of the album sales uh, going to any copyright entity, which is actually the largest part of the cost of recording an album. Yeah, I got you. So, you know, I mean, you know, uh-huh. he covered Lord Chancellor's Nightmare Song and covered, uh, you know, another uh, song from... Uh, uh, HMS Pinafore and uh, you know on uh, the was that uh, night music that was awesome wasn't it so, yeah oh that was amazing so you know if he did uh, yeah I don't know it's just these these sort of completely uh, off the wall thing that people kind of expect from Todd <laughs> yeah exactly you're right on spot on you man no doubt so also uh, uh, I don't know if you ever saw it, the uh, there was a uh, uh, a film of the Pirates of Penzance starring um, Linda Ronstadt, Rex Smith, and uh, Kevin Klein, and uh, yeah, I remember that. I'm yeah, sure you well, have. I'm sorry. I'm sure you have seen it. Well, it played for one week. I was out in the theater 26 years ago, and because it was released at this it, on pay per view and in the theater at the same time, mm-hmm. the movie theaters killed it. They didn't advertise it, wow. um, and they played it for one week in the absolute contractual minimum number of theaters. So it never got a chance to uh, to be seen. Not and so it's been it's been well anyway, it gets released next month. Wow, okay. So coming back. On D V D. I don't With, know. So yeah. yeah, so anyway, there might be uh you know, a little resurgence in interest mm. in uh, Gilbert and Sullivan, which is it's wonderful, you know, wonderful poppy music. Huh. So, never know, anyway. man, with Todd sure. All I know is, Bruiser well, you know. Mel, unless you disagree, if we do Bash 4, it will not be a request to do Broadway. <laughs> no. Much as I like no. it. Yeah. Well, not, uh, Gilbert and Sullivan's not really Broadway, you know, it's uh, operetta. You know, well, musical, whatever, Broadway. opera, all that stuff, I get all confused. No, but, yeah, okay. if, we do, if we do Bash number 4, it's going to be a rock show, sorry. Rock pop. Rock or oh, pop, okay. perhaps. Well, or, I don't know. If you ever get a chance to listen to an album of, uh, you know, best of Gilbert and Sullivan, you'll hear a lot of Todd, a lot of Todd's influences in there, especially in his lyrics. Oh, he's definitely a way, fan. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, it influenced the way that he writes and structures his lyrics, um, a lot more than, frankly, other pop music did. 
in you know this whole melange of uh, of stuff that influenced Todd's writing. You know his his habits of putting in internal rhymes or his habit of uh, of having more than just a chorus and verse, actually having refrains and other stuff like that. Anyway, all right, good stuff, man. So okay, well, cool. I think right. it's a good. We'll see you there in. Uh, I'm sorry. I think it's I think it's a good suggestion. You should mention it to Todd when you see him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Very good. So, I think he'd right, like we'll it. Talk to you later. All right, man. See, Chris. Appreciate it. Long time no here, man. Chris has been disappeared. He's back, or he had disappeared. Man, my English is bad. My memory's bad. You know, it reminds me of a story I had. We had Jesse on the first time, and I kept asking him. He said he didn't like opera. And I kept saying, well, what about Second Wind? What about Second Wind? It's not an opera, but I was, you know, I don't know, just out of it, I guess, for whatever purpose. <laughs> it's a freaking musical, not an opera. Yeah. He kept telling me that, and I kept going, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I that was before that. he brought out the noise machine, yeah. Oh, yeah, but nobody remembers that you, well, yeah, I kind of do remember that you Oh, uh, yeah, nobody keeps up with that. You can make a whole blooper show if you want it. All right, so uh, Chris Williams hasn't called in a while. Good to hear from Chris. We, of course, we see him in the chat room. Getting in fights every now and then. But that's all right. Fights are fun. Let's see. What else we got? Um, that reminds me. Oh, Roy Firestone. We had two eBay auctions up, and somebody won the auctions, and they elected to take the extra set. So we got four of nine front row centers gone. We'll be putting two more auctions up soon. These are for the front row center seats for the Todd Rundgren Roy Firestone interview. If you haven't seen, Roy is in Sports Illustrated this week. There's a three-page color article on Roy and his time back in the day and how it's a shame he's not out there more than he already is. Kind of an underrated story like Todd in a way, you know. It's like this guy was awesome. He did great things. He's still got the skills, but he's not working as much as he should be kind of deal, I think. I mean, he's got lots going on, but, you know, he doesn't have a show like he used to and all this kind of stuff. It's a very good article. You should check it out. It's also on his website. You can check it out. And a darn good, nice guy, too. I'm going to tell you something, too. I've heard some rumors about uh, – what he's doing to prepare for this interview is going to blow you away, people. Just yeah. saying. Just say Everybody that misses this stuff is going to go, I thought he was just saying it to sell us a ticket, but he was right. This stuff is awesome. I should have been there. Well, speaking of tickets, you really should go ahead and move on those tickets right away uh, because the venue is going to send out a big old email blast in a few days, and it's going to be over because that's going to be hundreds of people that are going to get those emails. Over. Yeah. And these are people that are not, you know, tuned in to Rungren Radio, so they have not heard about this interview. It hadn't been advertised anywhere. Yeah. And I I would venture to say tickets are probably going to go really fast once those once that blast goes out. Yeah, email to all the ticket buyers. It's going to be over as soon as that happens. So that's good for us, bad for you if you're a procrastinator. We still got some Todd Stock movie tickets left too. Not a lot, but you might want to check that out. And get those. All this stuff is coming up. Man, it's like 34 days or something. I can't yeah. believe it. I'm so stoked. Yeah, that's why we didn't really, you know, that's why we're not as prepared for the show as normal because we're just really getting in that mode where it's time to start wrapping things up, if you will. We got lots of crazy stuff going on. Uh, let me remind you about this too. We talked about the keep September 25th open. You can now take that off your calendar because. We're going to have to push some things out with uh, the Gary Meyer gig with Michelle and Paul Freeman and all that. But we're going to try to work something out anyway in October. 
uh, with Michelle. And we may be able to talk about that next week. We'll see. But we'll keep you in the loop as always. Just don't worry about September 25th. That will be open for you to do whatever you want. If you're, we're thinking about hanging out with us in California. Yeah, but we'll make we'll make the uh, the Gary Myrick, Michelle Rundgren, Paul Freeman show happen. Don't worry. Yeah, dog. All right. So here's uh, speaking of you know we were talking about me going to see Paul McCartney and the Beatles and all that chasm being in a Beatles thing recently and Todd being in the Beatles. There was a show called Breakfast with the Beatles. You can see it on YouTube. It's on Mike Adrian's blog spot, which is um, toddrungrenarena.blogspot.com. If you want to go through that, or you can listen to it tonight with us. Which it's this is an edited version, I believe. There's a little bit more on the video, but this is the good stuff that they thought was worthy of being on XM Radio. Which, speaking of, we have been mentioned on XM Radio these shows that we're doing in September, so that's pretty cool. And uh, we'll play that. Then we're going to come back and jam with some music, unless we got some other callers. So check this out. This is Mr. Rungren on Breakfast with the Beatles. This was a California radio show deal uh, for XM Radio. Awesome. That was Rain from an album called Faithful by the guy who just sat down in front of me. Please welcome to our Breakfast of the Beatles studios a wizard, a true star, one of my all-time favorite artists, the great Todd Rundgren. Good morning, Todd I know what Rundgren. it's like to be dead. How did you do that backwards vocal on that? That must have been a lot of practice to do that, huh? Exactly. Well, you write it out backwards first. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and you go on from there. Yeah. Todd is in town three nights at the Hollywood Bowl singing some Beatles songs. Well, only one left now, so. That's right. Tonight's show. And and I want to thank you, you know, for doing a show on a Saturday night and coming in on a early, gray Sunday you morning. You bastard. Making me <laughs> come here on a Sunday morning. So, uh, so Todd, you've had many connections with the Beatles over the years. I guess one of the first would be uh, producing Badfinger's third album, Straight Up, which you took over production duties from Beatle George Harrison in the summer of 1971. Tell us how that came about. George left the sessions to go... Well, the um, complete story is that George took over from Jeff Emmerich, who was the... Um, engineer, I believe, on a lot of their later records, um, Sgt. Pepper in particular. Right, he took over for Norman Smith. <laughs> Norman Smith, who went crazy from producing Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd, Floyd right, exactly. Blood. And um, he got maybe halfway into uh, you know production of a whole new production of the record. They had a, a collection of at least a dozen songs they had done with Jeff Emmerich, and I guess that the collective at Apple Records decided that it was not up to their standards or something, and so George got personally involved. But it was also at the same time he was doing the concert for Bangladesh, so he all of his energy and attention got sucked away into that. And I remember going to Apple's studios, the studio that was in the Apple Records building. Right on Savile Row and um, they were having a listening party and that was the only time that I ever met George and he said well you know just you know use what you want or do whatever you want you know with the rest of it I just don't have the time so he officially ceded the project over to me uh, he essentially said take the masters that I work with them and you know use them or don't use them but he just didn't have the and that was pretty much the only conversation you had with him that about was, this. That was album. pretty much it. I remember that. I remember that um, Ringo's drums were set up in the studio, and I went over and you know sat on the 
throne <laughs> behind the drums and um, and marveled at all the tea towels that were draped over all the drums. They had gotten into this sound where they were putting towels on all the drums and make them sound really dead and dry. And um, Ringo's drums were still set up there. I don't know where Ringo was at the time, but um, that sort of fascinated me, and I might have done that once or twice. But I was always kind of a fan of the sound that the Beatles got in the early years, you know, where the drums were really hot and live, you know. And so I... Um, I didn't fall for that tea towel stuff for very long. No, I like the really hot, you know, kind of drums that sound like drums. Real you drums, know, yeah. Real yeah, drums yeah. kind of thing, you know. And that was one of the things I believe in the early days that sort of characterized the Beatles records because American records were all studio musicians and they were the drums and all that other stuff, the drums, the guitars, they were all sort of pushed to the back and it was always a lot of background singing and vocal up front, yeah. Yeah. Just the emphasis was other parts of the band and the kind of the great thing about the Beatles was their self containment, you know, that they didn't need any studio musicians or anything like that to make their sound. And after that that was kind of where where my head went. It was a, a different sound on the radio when they came on, a completely different thing. It was just like in your face and very kind of, um, I don't think effervescent is the word, you know, but um, I never knew what a bass drum was until I listened to a Beatles record in a pizza restaurant where they had... Best place a, to hear a Beatles Well, record. a jukebox with a 30-inch yeah. speaker in it or something right, like that. Yeah. You know. Instead of just a little AM, right? Yeah, and, uh, and suddenly realized there's this, you know, all of these other instruments that are part of the production. And so um, from that point on, that was kind of the sound that I preferred to hear. And that probably eventually qualified me to work on a Bad Finger album or something like that. We're going to spin uh, the single, Baby Blue. Now, when the uh, the gold disc came out here of Straight Up, it had a different single mix of Baby Blue. Now, I can play either one, the album mix or, or the, the single mix. Have you well, heard I this have no mix? idea what you're talking about. Oh, come on. Right. Let's play. Oh, go to 18. Let's play the single mix. <laughs> Refresh Todd's memory here. Yep. Please. <laughs> Tell me when it's queued up, Uncle Mark. His little bad finger from the album Straight Up got to number 14 on the U.S. pop chart. Produced by Bingo. Todd Rundgren right here. Todd Rundgren and Utopia. I just want to touch you from an album called Deface the Music right here on Breakfast with Your Beatles. Tell me about Deface the Music, Todd Rundgren. Well... Let me tell you about Deface the Music. Um, it's a very odd sort of um, conjunction in a way because I was asked to produce a couple songs for Alice Cooper for the soundtrack of a movie called Roadie, which starred Meatloaf, Irony of Ironies. Um, who Todd also produced Bad Out of Hell, by the way. For yeah, those of yeah. you at home who don't know that. If you don't know why, it's ironic. That's why. <laughs> and, um, you know, there's a perverse streak that runs through most of my music, you know, including the Utopia music. And uh, we were thinking, 
There was this whole resurgence in what they called power pop. You know, these guitar-based quartets and stuff like that. And the Knack helped bring that back The Knack was kind of like part of it, and there were a couple other bands who were trying to recapture that whole kind of simplicity that the Beatles represented in the age of disco at the time. So, um, so they gave us an opportunity to contribute a song to the soundtrack album, and we didn't pay any attention to what the movie was about the, or anything the story like of the movie anything that had anything to do with the movie and we just thought okay let's do let's make our own power pop statement and we recorded that song i just want to touch you and which is kind of i want to hold your hand and all the other things on know. a ruddleish level yeah my favorite line is uh, i just want to get inside you if you'll give me a minute and That's all he needs. <laughs> He's a 60-second man. Tyler. Exactly. And uh, and we submitted the song, and they said, no, we're... Uh, the, the rationale, they probably just thought it didn't work with the record, but they the rationale was they thought it was so Beatles-ish that they might get sued by the Beatles because the Beatles were suing everybody. The only way they could make money anymore that was, was by excuse. suing people. That was the excuse, yeah. huh? <laughs> and so... But that was all we needed. We said, okay, let's do a whole album. Let's do a whole that. album and really exactly get sued. like that. Why not? I mean, it could be like our big break. We got sued by <laughs> the Beatles. Yeah. Utopia, not Todd Rundgren. Just yeah. Utopia has been sued. Yeah. yeah, but also it would bring us out of obscurity in a way. <laughs> so we did a whole kind of Beatles, you know, the undiscovered Beatles masters. It's great. Yeah. If anybody uh, wants to get a copy of it, you can still get them. Uh, the Face of the Music by Utopia came out in 1980. A great, a great collection of Beatle-inspired pop tunes. Mm -hmm. And Todd, you don't sing every one of them, right? Kaz and the, the the whole. Well, also, you know, one other thing about one other things about the Beatles is they got a, a, a something of I don't know whether you would call it generic, but a sound that was a unique in a way because. Lennon and McCartney used to just double up the melodies sometimes. They would sing together and it wouldn't sound like either one of them. It would sound like the most perfect white voice that there was in music. You know, they would, you know, the sort of nasal quality of John Lennon and the croony quality of, of Paul McCartney would right. blend into something that was more or less ideal, I guess. Or they let George sing, which is kind of the same combination. Well, here's the funny thing. When they first were, like, auditioning, you know, trying to get a record deal, I I heard that George Martin thought that George should have been the lead singer of the Beatles. Well, Todd, if you look at all their demos, like the Decca tapes and all mm -hmm. those things, you know, George, George sang... Not the majority, but he sang a real good amount of songs. I mean, George sang like mm -hmm. five songs, and same with the BBC. George was up there singing, you know, not yeah. as much as John and Paul, but... Certainly yeah. in the days when they were doing a lot of other people's covers as right. well. It seemed like George's voice um, suited a lot of the material that yeah, they were He had the perfect you know. Beatle voice in a, in a weird way. In you know? a really weird way. And right. speaking of George, uh, there's a tribute uh, album to George that you covered While My Guitar Gently Weeps On. Uh, Beatles Rock Band came out. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but, you know, the kids play along oh, yeah, with yeah, the yeah, rock yeah, band. Yeah. And for the rock band game, Giles Martin, George Martin's son, mm -hmm. went in with a certain amount of tracks, and he remixed them for the rock band game. A lot of the times, the songs faded out, or they didn't have proper intro. So what they mm -hmm. did was they, they put count-ins to all the songs <laughs> so the kids yeah. can start the song. And then... 
like on 95% of them, they put endings to the Beatles songs. So songs we've been listening to for, you know, 100 years, you know, fading out, all of a sudden, ding, have final chords, and it's, it's very odd. But, blah, blah, bing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, There's okay. songs that you never heard with an ending. <laughs> you know, this is the first time these things have ever been remixed. Of course, they've been remastered umpteen times. Well, three. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm going to spin this version of While My Guitar Gently Weeps, and I want you to check it out because when Clapton overdubbed his lead guitar, mm -hmm. he didn't think it was, quote, beatle enough, the sound, because it was kind of like a cream straight lead, you know? Mm -hmm. So this version has no oscillation at the end, no flange. You can see the way Clapton heard it on the straight. Uh -huh. Tommy was listening to it, and it goes a bit longer, and I thought I'd play it for you now, only if you wear your headphones. I've got them on. All right. Here you go. While my guitar gently weeps, courtesy of Giles Martin, your rock band mix right here. Then there's counting, too. Come on, how cool was that, Tadaranger? Pretty cool. <laughs> While my guitar gently weeps, the Giles Martin remix for the rock band games. So, Todd, you uh, toured with Ringo and a couple of those all-star bands, haven't you? Yes, I have. Ringo just turned 70. Yes, he did. Did you hear about that thing at Radio City? He, uh, Paul came out. And I was. Uh, I didn't hear exactly what happened. I was invited to it, but unfortunately, I was making a living off of the Beatles. Yeah. Here at the Hollywood Bowl. At the Bowl. Hollywood Bowl, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to play another tune here from Todd, covering the Beatles, Hold Me Tight. Remember this one? Uh, Sigma Studios, 1971. <laughs> now, you tell me, if you remember, is this backed with the Hello People? Or I think the Hello People are involved in that. Uh, Norman Smart was my drummer for a while. It, if you want to get come totally trivial, Norman Smart was the drummer for Barry and the Remains, who were, pop quiz question, the opening act for the Beatles' first American tour. There you go. Okay. With our Beatle news girl, Jackie DeShannon. Did you know she does the news for us? Jackie, oh, I didn't realize yes, that. She does. You were sleeping, but yes, she did it. She does oh, it every sweet. week. Jackie DeShannon. She's lovely. Give my regards to Jackie. She was just uh, inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. I certainly hope so. Yeah, right? Yeah. All right. All right, here's Todd from... 1971, <laughs> doing the Beatles. Hold me tight. He's going to count One, now. Two, three, four. It feels so
Mr. Todd Runger doing Hold Me Tight way back in 1971 right here. On Wait a minute, the ending was the old... best part. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Why yeah, does yeah. it fade out, Todd? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> We've been trying to find the ending to that for 20 years, and we can't. You can get that on Somewhere, Anywhere, the unreleased tracks of Todd Runger. What do you say we spin something from the NAS in your underground garage? Boys and girls, and it's time for the Tommy Truck Driver Show. You remember last week, me and my friends were beating up those long-haired creeps, the Naz. I was thinking about my troubles the morning time. You decided if I could live or die. One, two, one, two, there are Naz that make us happy. And there are Naz that make us blue. Talking to Sergeant McGunsky of the uh, Chicago Police Force, can you tell us what the latest methods are in riot control? Yeah, it's very simple. I just spray him with this little can of NAS. to be played every Friday afternoon on every classic rock station in America with Bang the Drum. <laughs> you know that every Friday, no matter what town you're in. It's you a boon, hear. a blessing, I can't deny it. You know, this was a song that was kind of a throwaway. The record label never even thought to release it as a single or anything. You hear that I, a lot about hit songs. You know? I know, I'm not about the hits. But no. I mean that the record companies didn't I'm want about the record. integrity, and that's why I wrote Bang the Drum. That's all right, that. serious. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the great thing about it is that, that it became a sports anthem after that, and then it became a cruise line anthem Is that right? That. Yeah. I didn't know it was a cruise line no, Carnival oh. cruise line. Oh, that's line. right. That's right. That's this right. is their theme song. Now. I thought they just played it on cruise ships, no, but that's right, which, the Carnival For line. which that's they right. paid dearly, I might add. So. That's right. Um, so this kind of throwaway song, um, people sometimes think that you design these things and... You didn't write that for 5 o'clock on Friday? No, it was a a fortunate accident. It was a song (laughs) that I actually dreamed. Every once in a while, I will dream a song. Oh, just like Paul. And have to remember it until I get in the studio, which is the hard part. But that was just a song that popped into my head while I was sleeping. Otherwise, I wouldn't believe in God. Bang the Drum became the international hit. There you go. International feel. Yeah. Didn't you hear? They were playing it every time someone scored a goal at the World Cup. I couldn't (laughs) hear. Those horns were making too much noise. So, Todd, you're one of the great producers of all time. I'm 50 years old, okay? So, for rock guys like myself and Gary Moore over there, you young pipsqueak. Yeah, not only were you one of our favorite artists, but you were one of the great producers. Let me just tell everybody real quick. The first New York Dolls album, Badfinger Straight Up, where an American band shine on by Grand Funk, Hollow Notes, War Babies, Bat Out of Hell by Meatloaf, Patti Smith, Wave, The Tubes Remote Control, XDC Skylarking, Cheap Trick, Psychedelic First, Forever Now, some of my favorite albums of all time. Which brings me to the Beatles producer. From a producer's point of view, how great was George Martin in 
just tell me what like he was bringing to the picture for the Beatles. Well, you know? nobody knew what a producer was before George Martin, and indeed his you know it may be a difference between like the American approach to production and the English approach to production. The American approach to production was the producer was there to make sure that the session didn't run too long. And to collect everybody's W-2 forms, you know, keep the and things like down, that. Yeah. And he was there strictly about the budget most of the time, you know, just making sure that it, you know everything's moving along and stuff like that. And very rarely made any sort of musical contribution to what was happening. And you know, it was one of the great ironies, I suppose, of George Martin's career that he was he was raised as a musician, you know, and he was classically trained. But before he connected with the Beatles, he was producing comedy albums, right. you know, like the Goons and Peter Sellers, Peter Sellers, and Dudley yeah. Moore, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and he, I guess, he, you know, was looking for a way to get back into music, and the Beatles just accidentally be became that thing. And I don't know, you know, probably the first album he wasn't really contributing very much at all. Like the. Uh, um, the first Beatles album was, as I understand it, a, a marathon, 11-hour session. Yeah. All well, they just down. recorded everything they knew, you know, in one long day. And the very last song was Twist and Shout. And that's why John Lennon can hardly sing it at the end of it, because he's completely blown his voice out all day. But as time went on, he became, as we have uh, grown to know him, the fifth Beatle, the guy who took all of their weird abstract ideas and turned them into actual music and and things like that and also probably his greatest quality was his willingness to entertain their strange ideas their notions and ideas their yeah, notions right. and ideas and try and make them work somehow instead of telling them not to do that he said well that's an interesting idea let's try and do that let's go yeah. with it yeah and uh, and additionally, his you know his literal musical uh, contributions to the songs, the uh, piano part on what was the song? Um, In my the, life, and yeah, the very yeah. baroque piano yeah. thing that he actually played. That was his, his you know his real musicianship. And I had the um, good fortune to meet him, but it was under a, a completely other context. It was a a party that was uh, here in L.A. It might have been at well, Big Hilton or something downtown, celebrating the success of We're an American Band by um, Grand Funk Railroad that I was the producer of. And that was the only time that I ever was in the same room with George Martin, got to meet him briefly. Was he a, a Grand Funk fan? Was he a, a Mark Farner Follower? Is that how uh, is yeah, it? that must have been it. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> you always find George Martin in any grand funk function, you know. Exactly, you know. <laughs> um, but I did get to meet him, you know, very briefly, and he is the gentleman. Isn't that, he a gentleman? He's the gentleman's gentleman. The gentleman's gentleman he is. He could have been James Bond, actually, in another lifetime. Right, right. And um, <clears throat> so, Todd, if you could pick any Beatles song that kind of best represents. George Martin. Well, a lot of people would say, you know, the kind of the more controlled things, maybe a day in the life or something like that, that would represent his contribution. But I picked this particular song because of that that quality that he had, that he was willing to take any of the Beatles' weirdest ideas and try and make them work for them. And that's why I picked this song.
a completely different version than the one we played two hours ago. <laughs> Tomorrow Never Knows from the very rare first mono UK pressing in Little Steven's Underground Garage. Here's another one for Todd. Thank you. like they're just as good live as they are in person. Hanging with Todd Runger and look at the clock, Todd. I can't believe it's time oh, to damn. go already. Thanks so much for coming in, Todd. I know it's early and everything. Plenty of time to go unconscious again. That's <laughs> right. You can, you can take a little nap, you know? Nap time. Todd, we're going to play one of your songs here from the great something, anything to leave everyone with. I hope the Beatle fans don't get mad, but, you know, they won't. Because Forgive me. They love you, Todd. <laughs> again, you want to vote on your favorite Beatle album, visit our website. We've got a new poll up there, breakfastofthebeatles.com. That's breakfast with thebeatles.com. My name is Chris Carter, and it's been a pleasure playing Beatles for you. And Todd Lundgren. In your underground garage. All right, Cruiser Mail. There it is, Brex with Beatles. You can see the YouTube videos. The easiest way to do that is to go to Mike Adrian's uh, blog pages. Uh, HTTP colon slash slash of course no www just put in there Todd Rundgren arena dot blogspot dot com right. that's Mike Adrian's uh, blog page and he has all five YouTube videos they have a little more detail than that interview there plus I think you get a little more of the music I want to thank Robert Warwas of the Warwise for hooking us up with that uh, clip and uh, we want to just interview part because you got the music or you can go listen to it on YouTube you know and just not all that great on talk radio online, so we didn't play it. But since we have 20 minutes, we probably could have got away with it, Cruiser Mail. Right. That that uh, that song, Hold Me Tight, uh, on so- something, wait, not something, anything, Some Somewhere Anywhere, is that the name of the album? It's, no. It's um, something, some, uh, I can't think what Something, anything, I think it was, yeah. Somewhere oh, Everywhere was another bootleg. That's the one that has maybe I could change on it. But I think it's somewhere anywhere is the somewhere uh, anywhere. That's it. Kind of like the lost CDs or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Miss Pippi, for tuning, turning me on to that. So I'm yeah, he, he, uh, we're well left that one on there because that one's kind of rare. So it was cool we got wow, to hear it. Looks like people like that interview. I'm glad we got something out of the show tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? Well, I don't know. We're okay. We're all good. It's all good. Well, what else we got? We got anything else we need to be out tonight well since we have time and we've just got to push this because it really is important both the Todd Stock movie in Muskegon and the Firestone interview in Philly are in very small theaters very limited seating so if you really think you might want to go you better get your tickets and get them now yep that is the truth that is going to be uh I'm just so excited. I'm so excited about this party in Akron. It's the first event. I am wired, ready to roll. We got 
big things in store for that party as usual. Dr. Toons is involved, of course. He's got some help, too, from some kind of locals. Mark and some of those people are going to help him out a little bit. We got, which, speaking of a Mark, Mark Wooden came up with an idea. We're going to talk to him about it. He wants to uh, take the, um, what do you call those, the displays for each song. The centerpieces. Centerpieces. See if anybody wants to, you know, take one home with them, have a little auction to raise funds for the scholarship, which we haven't talked much about tonight, Cruiser Mail. The uh, MyRecordFantasy.com, you can check it out. Todd is going to be doing an album for Gigatone Entertainment. And we're pretty sure it's going to be an album of covers for one half, and the other half would be original Todd songs, if you were doing an, a, an album like in the old day. So basically the CD will be seven or eight songs of covers from whatever, and seven or eight songs of Todd originals. People that go to this camp have a shot at being on the album. Whether they're on the album or not, they can watch it be produced. Uh, watch the whole process. It's going to be videotaped, and they're going to make a um, like a reality TV deal out of it, documentary type thing. Uh, so you can be part of that. And even if you're not a musician, you can go to this deal if you can afford it. It's uh, early bird price is five thousand dollars, basically forty nine ninety five or something like that. I don't know what it is after that cruiser mail. Is it six thousand or sixty five hundred or something? Do you know? Fifty nine ninety nine. All right, so it's $1,000 off if you register early. They also have day packages if you don't want to go for the whole three days. I think once you get there, it's all-inclusive. So once you paid the price, you paid the price. And, you know, we're hoping to find some people that we know going. I think I do know somebody going. And then we're going to – what we're trying to do is raise funds. And we're going to – we have uh, – right now it's 20 musicians that are Todd fans that we found on Facebook. Most of them we know and some of them we're going to get to know. And they're all entered into a raffle, and if they, their and name they, gets drawn. Yeah, they put their bios up on rungrenradio.com, so you can go read about them where they pitch the idea why they think they should deserve to go. Yep, we've only got about four left of bios, and we'll be complete. So you can vote for people. It's $5 a vote, and it's not a, it's not a popularity contest or a vote win. It's a raffle, but the more you vote for them, the more chances they have to win the raffle because the more times their name goes in the hat. We'll have an unbiased person making that drawing at the, or as Chasm would say, drawing at the Akron party, which is September the 4th. And we're hoping to get enough for a three-day deal. If not, maybe one day. We'll make it work. And uh, somebody we know will get to go. And here's what they're going to have to do. <laughs> it's a do. raffle, not a rifle. I, I say raffle, don't I? Yeah, you raffle. did. All right. Anyway. All right. So here's the deal. If the person, when they win, they are going to be responsible for giving you, me, all of us reports, including calling into this show, uh, YouTube. We're going to do all kind of stuff to make sure we see what's going on and understand it like we're there, even though most of us can't be because we're either not musicians or we don't have $5,000 laying around to throw at this deal. So apparently sales are brisk, though, and they're doing fine. All they have is 30 spots, so... We want to send somebody to represent you and me and the Todd fans, Rungan Radio community, whatever you want to call it. So go to our website, check out the events page, and click on to the scholarship page. You can see all the contestants and uh, vote for some of them. We've uh, we got a ways to go, but we have several hundred dollars already in the um, – I might say it. We already have seven, several hundred dollars in the pot. There you go. I said it. I said pot. And – we 
have a lot of people promising to vote once all the bios are up. So that'll be soon. So again, your vote, it's not about a vote, it's about a rifle, but the vote does increase the person's odds. So let's just say me and Mel are in the running and we're the only two in it. If I got 100 votes and she got 200, she would have twice as good a chance to win as I would, statistically. And I'm sure I would win because I'm better anyway. Oh, I could still win because it's the raffle draw. It's not about skill. So that's how we're doing that. These people are going to be our our boots on the ground there, and they're going to be reporting back. And, you know, I, in fact, I, I do believe, I looked at the calendar, and I think it's like a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, or it's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. So it, there will be one night that falls on our radio show night. So hopefully we'll get a live call in. Yep. Okay, so Cruiser Mail. Mm-hmm. We have done an excellent job pimping our mini events, which are important. We need people to participate or they don't work. And I'm really excited about somebody going to this camp. I cannot wait to see their face when we tell them they won. I hope they're at the party. If they're not, that's you know, it's not as fun, but it'll still be cool. Because I can can't imagine as a musician how cool that would be to go work with Todd for three days on one of his albums. But let's um let's get into one of our little clips we talked about before the show. You know which ones I'm talking about. I'm gonna let I you do. pick. I tell you what, since we keep starting the deal with Todd. Let's do a little healing action. I've been listening to it now, switched gears, and it's such a superb album. And I think uh, in some cases we're kind of forgetting about it. It's part of this show. I love it. Some people, I think, that's what they want to see more than anything. And the main thing is on this, a lot of shit going around in the Todd world right now, and the world, period. I think that healing is the very appropriate album for this year. And for this bash week or two weeks, so I'm real happy that that's what ended up being one of them. So let's check it out. This is going to be a clip, all the songs from Healing. September is when it starts. You know the deal, sonsof1984.com. Parties, interviews, whatever. we got all kind of crazy stuff going on. But more importantly, and the most important thing of all, Todd Rundgren performing live two albums, including this one. We'll catch you next week. Don't forget, we got Michelle Rundgren, Bill Bricker on. And we'll be taking calls from people in this My Scholarship Contest deal, or My Record Fantasy Scholarship. So it'll be a great show. And then we'll have Peter Ponzal, who was on the Todd album, playing soprano sax on the Todd album. And then the week after that, we will have a special guest that you all know and love. We'll let you figure that one out. Here we go.
of Washa Ustel Fan Hirta Ustel Fan Hirta Fan Humanity, please. Who's that on the racks again? A portrait of a crazy man. I try to make a living up in LP's worth of tunes. Trying to make a living up in LP's worth of tunes. Trying to make a living up in LP's worth of tunes. A million notes. Unrequited robs me of me rest. Love, hopeless love, my ardent soul encumbers.
everybody, this is Todd Rundgren, and you're listening to RundgrenRadio.com. You are the crest of the crown, my friend. Well, thank you so much for your support. 